Good everybody, welcome to episode 234 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warren Nielsen, that is Rob Cox. Unfortunately, the streak of in-person podcasts, Cox Smith, ended at one. Yep, yep, one in a row, mate. Couldn't stand to be in the same room for too much longer. No, no, no. Unfortunately, um, the magic that was produced uh, at Casa de Cocksmith has uh, been forced to try and replicate that over the Zoom. Um, And we both know it's just not going to happen. Speaking of things that may not happen, and we'll get to it in the second segment, but um, uh, the Barbecue King, I believe he's being called, um, has been out and about in Sydney and there are some ramifications potentially um, after he tested positive for COVID. Uh, for the Sydney Roosters and another part of the NRL that we will get to in the second segment. Be the bomb. Cocksmith, as I leave that percolating, which seems to be what's happening um, in and around uh, the eastern suburbs at the moment, uh, in the Queensland division of the NRL, uh, which may or not may not be part of the new Super Conference, um, whatever they call it, and we'll discuss that in a few podcast time, I think, when there's a little bit more um, meat on the bone. But uh, Brisbane have um, locked up Katoni Stags till the end of 2025. They got their um, man. They did. Um, I guess to kick it off, um, is he the right person that they've invested a lot of money into? given what has come off their books in the last 12 months and may or may not come off their books in the next uh, week or two? Yeah, interesting question. I mean, look, we don't know yet whether Katoni can play 5-8 in the NRL, um, yeah. and nobody knows because he never has. Uh, obviously played there a bit as a youngster, uh, which doesn't always equate. Um, you know, considering one of the best halfbacks of all time uh, in Cooper Cronk had never played halfback before he played first grade yeah. uh, he was always a center slash hooker slash lock or something else katoni stags uh, what what have they what have they paid him mate how much is it no they haven't officially two, said but the, the number eight over four or something yeah it's four year extension so i think um uh till the end of 2025 so he's going to be looking at 750 plus you would think as a minimum from an average point of view if not higher so he's got he's certainly got paid for what has been you know, I know you're a huge fan. I like him. I think he's a good mm. player. I don't think he's the standard yeah. there as far as centres go. And if he wants to play 5-8, then, you know, good luck to him. But, um, yeah, it surprises me the collateral that comes from sign- re-signing Katoni Stags, especially given there's some off-field stuff that um, has certainly been let go through to the keeper a little bit in the last uh, three to well, three or so mm. months in regards to Katoni. It's a big investment is what I'm saying. I think what it comes down to, like I say, if he can play 5-8, we know what kind of 5-8 he's going to be, given his build. He's going to be, he's not going to be a a Luke Keery-style 5-8. He's going to be a Jack Whiten-style 5-8. They're not my favourite kind of 5-8s, to be honest. Um, And does he have the kicking game of uh, Jack Whiten? Because that's one of his strongest points. Well, yeah. These are all questions that maybe the Broncos can, can answer. Um, except for the part about how's he going to go in NRL at 5'8". Mm. A lot of money to invest in a centre. Um, they've already done that before with Jack Bird. They invested a lot of money in a centre. Um, Jack had them convinced that he could play in the one, the six, the seven, the nine. No. 
No. no. The best that Jack Bird could have done was either in 3, 4, 11 or 12. That's what he is. He's an edge player. Is it going to come is, – is Lightning going to strike twice? Is Katoni going to prove himself to be an edge player and nothing but? I think so. Is he He's going to prove himself good. to be a Jack Bird? Because if you think about it, what's Katoni coming off? ACL. True, but I think he's a I think he's a damn good edge player, mm. um, one of my favourites, and and you know uh, uh, to me in in my world right now, um, a fully fit uh, Katoni Stags is a real threat for the Origin New South Wales Origin team. Um, yeah, I get the feeling that they've gotten a little bit of tunnel vision on this one. Um, they desperately need halves. Uh, they've got to be stinging about how well Sam Walker's playing, considering he was in their system. Yeah. They've got to be stinging how good Reese Walsh is playing, considering he, up until only a couple of weeks ago he was in their system. Uh, I don't know who their recruitment officer is, but I'd be looking for a new recruitment officer as well um, if I was the Brisbane Broncos, uh, in all seriousness. They've been diabolical in, in that sector. Well, they lost old mate Fafita last year and uh, he's proven decent value even at 1.2 or whatever he's getting paid a year down there at the Gold Coast. Uh, but I guess the collateral I was speaking of was more the Xavier Coates or ex-Xavier Coates as uh, old mate Braith likes to call him. Um, mm. The story is that he's, he's basically signed, sealed and delivered to Melbourne for the next couple of years. Uh, there's That's two elements. The, the main element we'll kick, we'll kick off with is, you know, Basically, re-signing stags costs them coats. That's what the Broncos are basically telling the world by this decision because it, the story about stags, well, his actually an official announcement came about three hours after two journalists in Sydney basically said coats to Melbourne, done deal. Um, yep. So you'd imagine that the conversation has basically been, sorry, Xavier, we can't afford to keep you at the amount of money you want. We're going mm. with Katoni. Uh, then the story was that coats was getting copping it from his teammates at training that morning that, you know, you're a Melbourne band. Do you, if you had to pick between the two of them, are you going Stags unequivocally over Coates? I'm going Stags is what he's done on the field so far. Coates is probably a little bit more for the future, even though Stags isn't old. Um, you know, he only debuted, I think, in 2019, Stags. So, you know, I, I would have gone Stags given what, what we know, even though, you know, even if he only plays centre, I think they've overpaid for him. Mm. But the fact of the matter is, if they sign both, then we could we would be hypocrites not to call not to call them out on that, just like we did with the Bulldogs last week, yeah. buying outside backs, outside backs, outside backs. You know, I, I think I just think they need to focus their energy into a half solution. Um, I wouldn't be looking at Coates whilst their six and seven for next year is still undecided. I'd be putting all my effort into getting someone like Drinkwater and maybe Adam well, he's, 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 no, he's, re, he's reached uh, Drinkwater to stay at the Cowboys. Somehow right. top okay. can just stay, even though technically it looks like there's not an open position in one, six or seven for him next year. Have they got a som sombrero up there as well, do they? Well, no cap. I don't know. Vassalus might have something else. I don't know. Crown. Hmm. Yeah, look, it's interesting. They they need a they need a six and seven um, up in Brisbane. They need to let Milford go. Well, that's the uh, he, that's the thing. Is is Milford gone now? Well, he has they're to. Signing, if they're signing if they're signing old mate Stags to play six, 
Well, is that the end of Milk look, or the, the Broncos? I, I, I don't know that the Broncos can just say, yep, he's our six without being proven. Because if he goes mm-hmm. like a bastard, then he ain't their six. You know, um, he, he, he'll solve some problems in playing six whilst they find a six because any centre can play in the six and just run mm-hmm. the ball and, you know, but as a, as a genuine six or seven, he's not that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I just think, first of all, new recruitment officer, recruitment retention. And secondly, as soon as that's done, get on the halfback trail. Or while well, that's getting CEO, done. Uh, Dave Donner, he's officially started the Broncos after getting involved by Brisbane from Melbourne. Some mm. serious irony and all of that. Uh, the Coates element... And I, I, you talked about where we'd be harsh on Bulldogs of investing in outside backs all the time. There's a there's a duo that were signed to massive contracts about a decade ago. Can you think of the? And you should be able to think of it. They were both centres, and they got paid absolute mozzas by the one club. They did win one premiership, but they were kind of um, hamstrung by these two contracts for the next. You're few talking years. about the Dragons. I I'm thinking with with which two players? Uh, Gaznia and um, Cooper. Correct. Now, if we think about when they signed those deals, where they were in the game then versus where Coates and Stags are in the game now, I don't think it's even close. Gaznier and Cooper were considered the best two centres in the game at the time when they got paid. Sure. Um, Yet it kind of killed the Dragons a little bit thereafter because they'd invested all this money in two centres who need the ball from someone. Um, And the Jamie Soward thing ended up not continuing after a couple of years there. I, I don't know. I, I think Brisbane have got out of dodge in regards to avoiding paying these two guys seven or 800,000 bucks each. But if I had to pick between the two, I would have gone with Coates, not Stags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I disagree, but you know, you can't honestly pay two centers seven or $800,000 each. No. In this day and age, that's 1.6 of your nine and a half cap. You've got to fit 25 to 30 players in that cap. You know, and I think the minimum wage these days is 100 grand for an for a NRL player. So, yeah, you, you get yourself in all sorts of a mess if you, if you don't have your, a lot of your money invested in your spine. You know, you can get away with, you can get away with, you know, a Jack Whiten style six. And I still think Jack's a centre. I say that every week. Mm. But you can get away with that if you're seven strong. And if you're nine strong, you can get away with playing a centre at fullback if you're six and seven are strong. Yeah. And your nine is a bit of a, a game reader as well. But you, you can't give $1.6, $1.8 million to two centres. Just, yeah. it's silly. And I just think, look, I think Coates is definitely a player for the future. Bellamy does too, obviously. Reminds me a lot. Since I saw him play in under-18s Queensland colours a couple of years ago, reminds me a lot of a young Greg Inglis and yep. everyone else has said that as well. Um, but who knows if he's going to reach Inglis's heights. Staggs has got a bit of a question mark coming off an ACL. So, yep. yeah, they're, they're playing a little bit of uh, a little bit of Russian roulette up there. You know, yeah, I just wanted to wrap this part about the Broncos up with the Milford contract's apparently nines. Haas would be on at least sevens because he signed a big deal a couple of years ago. Um, Lodge is apparently on six to seven to eight. They, they, they're ready for one of the go. worst, they, one of the worst contracts want, ever. Uh, TPJ, I think, they'll, I think they'll let him go. I think they would let him go this Who'd year if they could find someone. Nobody. 
No one's going to sign him half that money. You're not going no, to. Not the, he's he's a no. forty minute prop. Good, yeah, good. For he's a forty minute prop. Whoever signed him, um, if it was the current uh, recruitment officer, that's grounds enough for me to say, see you later, chum. Um, Carrigan be on fours. Asako would be on good money. Alex Glenn, as he ends the end of his career, would still be on a nice wicket. Um, Jordan Ricky got re-signed for three years on the space of two first grade games, pretty much, and he'd be on. He would have signed for a good amount of money because he was the first domino to fall in regards to re-signing. Then you've got Brady Croft. Who knows what's he, what he's on? Um, and then Corey Oates would still be on some decent money, even though he uh, wanted more money to play back row. The Broncos cap must be just in that much of a hold that if they can't find a way to hold these two for less than, as you say, 1.6 for the two of them, mm. you've got issues if you're Brisbane. The team that doesn't have issues, and this is just good business, Melbourne Storm are going to trade a 25-year-old Josh Adokar, who is one of the best wingers in the game, but also wants... Seven to eight hundred thousand bucks a year. They're trading him in for a twenty-year-old Xavier Coates for probably two-thirds that money, maybe. Um, and they've got a decade ahead of him if they want to hold him around. That's just Absolutely. good business if you're Melbourne, isn't it? You know what? And in, and in and in saying that, it's great for Josh to try and get as much money as he can. Mm. The the lifespan of an NRL player has been has been well documented. Isn't all that long, but to to sign a non-goal-kicking winger to any more than 350 a year is suicide. Absolute suicide. You know, yep. one week he might be able to play a little bit of centre or fullback, but he's a winger. He's one of the best wingers in the world. We've seen this before when they try and convert a player who is the best in the world at his position into another position just because they're paying him so much money. It doesn't work. Trent Barrett should know better. Yes. Mm. This ain't going to work out. If if it's true, if they're paying him six or seven hundred thousand bucks, this isn't going to work out. You know, it's going to put pressure on everywhere else in the team. Um, Josh Adokar, probably the best winger in the world, in my opinion, on his day, a six or seven hundred thousand dollar winger. Geez, you'd want to kick some goals for that. You'd want to be kicking goals. You'd want to be, you know, really working your behind off. But that's why Melbourne has got out of this brilliantly because. They don't have to pay in that money. And the guy they're paying to come in might turn into be, it could be a fullback down the track. I oh, know Pappenhausen's my man, but he, he could play centre. Um, who knows? He could play 5-8 down the track. But I, we, don't, we don't know. Well, 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 you're talking about, basically you're talking about what Inglis did. Inglis went there and started on the wing. Yeah. He was a winger. He was a yeah. winger for the first 100%. year that he played. Yeah. And then he played a bit of fullback. And a bit of centre, center. And, and he played played at least a full year of five eight that I know. Yeah, he won a he won a comp that was taken off him in the end, but at five eight, uh, look, just the the ability for Melbourne, you know, when they want someone, and this is someone they're going to have to pay a bit more than generally some of their other sort of imports. But um, fantastic work from Melbourne. Uh, they've got away from a really bad contract with that car. Signs Xavier mm-hmm. Coates. Well done. After the break, we will talk about the uh, current COVID issue that has a real potential to uh, knock Magic around for six um, here on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Okay, we're back. It's episode 234, Not The Footy Show. Warwick Nicholson, Rob Cox. Now, we're separated at the moment. And hopefully, Coxsmith, this isn't the norm again because we've had a, a COVID case in Sydney. Uh, I think you just said to me before, yeah, we, we've got another one. The wife of Barbecue King looks like he is, uh, she has got it now as well. Uh how it's all evolved, I don't think we know for sure, but the impact on the NRL is where we're getting to with this, and this is going to be a really short second segment, but the 
cafe in Moore Park's Fox Sports, uh, Fox Studios district, Azure Cafe, it used to be right next door to the NRL in the SCG, SFS, sorry. And anybody who basically lived, worked at the NRL would go there. Anyone who worked for the Waratahs, anyone who worked for the Roosters, they would go to this cafe. They've now moved into the Fox Studios precinct. Mm. And so have the Roosters. They're down there as well now. And this has maintained as the go-to cafe for the Roosters. Barbecue King visited this cafe. And so now we're facing the Roosters' entire playing staff needing to pass tests. Uh, Anyone they've been in contact with needing to pass tests, et cetera, et cetera. That may be an issue for this weekend, but there is an element to what I've just explained, which makes Magic Round next weekend potentially even even more doubt, um, regardless of whether uh, Queensland shut the borders to all of New South Wales or just the hotspots, because a lot of staff for the NRL work in the NRL building. And the cafe that they always frequented was this one, Azure Cafe. It's a bit of a walk down the years now, but from what I understand, it's still the go-to cafe. So there could be a lot of people who work for the NRL who are supposed to be going to Suncorp Stadium next weekend to run Magic Round who may not be, get, be able to get out of Sydney Cocksmith. So is that a bigger threat to, to, to Magic Round than potentially one player getting it at the Roosters? I've always disliked the idea of Magic Round. I think, I won't say what I think of it. Um, look, the fact is, if, if they're going to close the border to hotspots, nobody from the Roosters can go, including the players. Yep. And nobody from the NRL can go. And probably a few people from Souths can't go as well. Mm. Um, so what happens? The magic round goes up in smoke, thankfully. Does, um, does footy not happen next weekend? Well, who knows? Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they do put a hold on it and try and catch up some other way, given that when we're kind of locked into the season finishing when it's going to finish. Mm. Uh, bring back the MK Cup. <laughs> Not call it the MK Cup, but just have some midweek, whatever it's called. Um, Do you know what I'm saying? So, Mm. look, I I honestly think that the Magic Round was always very ambitious, you know. I've also got a little bit of a theory on old mate, the Barbecue King. Mm. He is either looking for something very, very, very unique or he's the world's greatest tight ass because he, he visited five or six barbecue shops and, and looking the for, same mate? kind of ones, like the same brand, yeah. like barbecues galore, yeah. I think. Like... What's he looking for? Is he looking for a deal? Or does he just like to hang out with, with you know, barbecue folk? Yeah, I, I've christened him sure. Maloney's um, you know, uh, soulmate, basically. Likes, likes, likes to barbecue. Likes a good barbecue. <laughs> um, yeah. But the story is magnificent in regards to it's terrible what's, if he's actually sick. But the fact that he ends up buying meat at the end of the, the run is just the greatest, you know... Sequence is he sick? I is he not. sick? I hope not. I hope not. Uh, but in terms of magic round, um, if our concern for a few weeks now has been it could be the place where a lot of things go wrong. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, but yeah, this this proximity to the NRL offices is a is a big thing. And um, as I said, we're not going to spend too much time on it, but just keep that in mind, everybody. Hopefully in the next 24 hours, by the time you've listened to this or you listen to this on the weekend, it's fixed and we've got no issues and life can keep going on the way it is but um the only advantage i guess of this last um couple of days and over the weekend it's going to rain a lot 
So hopefully that actually means that in the general population sense, people are staying at home a little bit more in the next few days. If there's a break, if there's uh, an outbreak, if there's an outbreak. I don't know, mate. I, I, I know a lot of, I know quite a few people that own cafes and the best days are uh, rainy days. Cafes fill up on rainy days, mate. So mm. just yeah. get Cocksmith to make you a coffee. Uh, we'll be back after the break to talk the reviews and the bonus segment, which I know you love, Cocksmith. Like you love it like a brother, don't you? Love it. Love it. Do you have a brother? No. Not the show. Show? It's just yeah. like, got it. Oh, come back. This is where Cocksmith, <laughs> he died. Oh, you can't, it's actually the other angle, but as I look at it on the screen, he's right above me and it's got the word dead on his T-shirt. And then he's got this look like Jim Carrey and Yes Man. If you've ever seen that, um, I'm telling you, this is like, put these next to each other. It's exactly the same. All right, Cocksmith, he's gone. Not the footy show. Show. Footy okay, we're back. It's episode 234 of Not the Footy Show. Warren Gilson and Rob Cox is there. If you're watching us on the YouTube, you would have seen the lovely screenshot of uh, Roberto when his uh, app crashed. Um, looking very Jim Carrey-esque from Liar Liar. Oh, not Liar Liar, from Yes Man, sorry. Um, outstanding, mm. mate. You've, you've pulled off that impression beautifully. We have some reviews. Reviews are in the books. Go. Come on. I know. Let's do it. Okay, we have one that went on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is the place we really would appreciate them if you're going to do them. Um, mm. Really, really good to see. Uh, Brad the Chook says, great NRL podcast, five stars. I mean, that's that's nice. But he added some more. Nice. He added some more, mate. He added some more. He said, well-researched um, and entertaining <laughs> NRL podcast. Definitely worth a listen. We couldn't ask for much more from Brad the Chook, could we? Is this BC? Is BC? No, no, no. I've checked. It's not. It's not uh, BN or BC. It's it's a legitimate individual, um, paid very well by our uh, joint bank account, and uh, yeah, he's he's looked this, after. This it. isn't this isn't one of your Amco Cup mates, is it? No, no, it's not. I can guarantee you that. I did ask. I did ask if it was a persona, but no, this is legitimate. So Brad, the chill, okay, thank you well, very much. Really nice. That's that's nice of you, Brad. That's um, the kind of review that people might actually listen to the podcast. So if they've got to this stage of the podcast and they're mm-hmm. thinking, gee, the only reason to listen to this podcast is because of Brad the Chook. Well, guess what? You could be Brad the Chook. You could channel Absolutely. Brad the Chook. You could, you could do yeah. the same thing. Uh, we Drop did have another um, re- couple of reviews of uh, the last show, which, which was done in person. So it's always going to be a high quality show. Uh, Gavin R, 1975. Um, now, I think I referred to this guy on the last pod, but I just wanted to give him an actual shout out of what he said. On Instagram, he said, uh, good pod, gents. And you thought it was a different thing than that. You thought he was actually saying, good what God. Are you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a good shocker. God, gents. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he said, uh, uh, I love my NRL pods. Always good when you guys drop a new one. Now, uh, mm-hmm. we've just been speaking in the break and um, speaking of dropping a new one, <clears throat> Fox Smith. Uh, but, <laughs> um, and the last one was uh, old mate Ross McArdle. Uh He said, excellent listen to the last show. Hashtag birthday boy. Uh, mm. Hashtag Pepsi. Uh, so you had never heard the birthday boy reference from Mark Malloy. Birthday boy. My mind, yeah. no, I started editing. I was, um, I was very glad to put their brilliance back on in a show that didn't have much brilliance of its own right. So if you've got any feedback, please let us know. Facebook.com slash general podcast at Footy Show on Instagram, at NRL Tweet on Twitter, and, of course, on the places you get uh, your podcast from. 
The bonus segment, Cocksmith. That was the precursor. This is the bonus yep. segment. What is it? Come on. The NRL. Um, it's time for a crackdown. Crackdown, crackdown, crackdown. What are they cracking down on this week? The six again. Apparently, apparently More teams, are, mate, teams are, are taking the mickey out of the six again. Who, who would have thought this could have happened? I'm stunned. I'm shocked. I'm sitting down. What are they? What's the problem? Well, effectively, they have come out via Danny Widler on Monday and then via actual press release in the last 24 hours, and they're saying that they've had enough of teams deliberately giving away six against, and they're going to start to um, going to start getting really harsh on them. Mate. They're going to give away penalties instead of six against, and they're going to start using the sin bin for deliberate six against. Do you believe a word of it? No. No, because, uh, well, I'll tell you why. I'm not just saying no to be objectionable. The whole reason they brought in the sixth again was so they didn't have penalties because that, that was slowing the game down. Yep. Now, if you send someone to the sin bin, he gets to choose how long you slow the game down for because he ain't going to leave the field straight away. Yep. Which which leads me into something else, but I'll get there in a second. No, I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to start sin binning players for... They'll just keep waving their arm in the air because they like the sound of the bell. Let's be honest. It's 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 like it's like when a seal does a trick at the zoo and people clap. They love the clap. That's why they keep doing it. So ding, 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 that's ding. pretty good. <laughs> so yeah, I don't think they'll be I don't think they'll be sin bidding anyone. But if they do, and the NRL needs to look at this because we don't see sin bins every week, but when we mm. do, the player who they've sin bin will generally look at them incredulously and go, what did I, what did I do? Mm. It wasn't me. Let's have a quick chat about it, which eats into the clock. Generally, you get sin bin when you're on your own line. You want to try and give your teammates a minute or so break, and then you might wander off the field. Then you might turn around and look back at the big screen. And yeah. I think it's time for somebody at the NRL to say, if they don't get off the field in proper time, the referee will call them back and then send them off the field. Now you're gone. Okay. And I've said this for a while because I think it's gamesmanship. Mm. And and I think that the, the players are taking the P155 out of the referee and the system yep. by standing around what's going on? It's just buying time. Yep. If the player doesn't, I'm not saying the player needs to sprint off the field, but if the player drags his heels and walks slowly off the field and looks like he's trying to get his team time, that's when the referee should call him back and send him from the field. Now you can take as much time as you want, mate. You're gone, you know? Okay. But, uh, um, but I don't think they're going to crack down. I'm, I don't think they're going to crack down any more than they have. I mean, you know, we already get a lot of six agains in most games with no explanation. And I think that wears a little bit thin on the coaches because they don't have to explain what the six agains are for. Um, you know, and, and maybe they should have to, maybe they shouldn't. I don't know the answer to that. But what are your thoughts? Do you think they're going to crack down more? And what do you think in, in reply to what I thought about sending a player off? Okay. Uh... I think they are kidding themselves if they think that changing the rule, the the six again to a penalty is going to make any difference on players giving away six against. 
and the, the, the current tactics of just flagrantly slowing the play of the ball down and going, we'll just cop it. That won't, mm. if it's just penalty, if it's penalties instead of six against, it won't make a difference. Mm. The sin bin, however, I think that could make a difference. Where I really struggle to understand the NRL's logic here is that if you really want to make a crackdown on something, you don't tell the world before you do it. Because mm. this is where the NRL is trying to learn from something they did two or three, four years ago. Remember with the penalty of phone at the start of, was it 2017 or 2018? Well, the, the, big, the big one of the big one of big that one. was Chechen and Shark Park. Yeah, but they wanted to basically, you know, clear up time wastage in the ruck, and they just blew the pee out of the whistle. Mm. They got crucified by the media coming out of that. Mm. Crucified. They did the right thing by cracking down on it, but because they didn't have the media on side, they wilted in it. Greenberg and Co. wilted in about two weeks, and it was back to open season in the playable. This is a classic PR strategy where they got Danny Wilder to announce it on 100% footy. Oh, I'm hearing that the NRL is going to you know, tell clubs that they can no longer give away six agains deliberately. The NRL's sick of it. They're going to hold on, down. hold on. How dare you, mate? Are you trying to say that Danny Wilder is a mouthpiece for the NRL? Is this what you're inferring? I'm saying on this particular occasion, he was well chosen as the mouthpiece for the NRL. That's exactly what happened. Allegedly. Wow. Allegedly. Um, and what really does my head in is he's they're, they're clearly this time going, we're going to crack down, but we'll get the media on side beforehand. So mm. that when we start sending guys to the bin, they'll be like, oh, I know why they're doing that. And we told you why they're going to do that. Mm. What really worries me, though, Cocksmith, is they're not going to sim bin guys. They might sim bin one bloke a game. But the, the core issue around this is that once a player gets sim bin, do you see the, the six again uh, fouls decrease? No, you don't. You see them increase mm. on the line, especially well, teams because teams just well, because spend they even know more. they're only going to they know they're only going to bin one bloke. Correct. When so, was the last time two people from one team was binned? I couldn't tell you. Well, it doesn't happen. I can't remember it either. But it's just it's it's exactly where if the NRL really want to draw a line in the sand with the six again rule, which I don't hate. I know some people out there hate and they think it's changed the fabric of the game and all this kind of stuff. I just would like to see it enforced to a degree where if it's a professional foul, which let's be honest, when you're sitting in the play the ball and you're delivering guy six again and the guy says six again and you hold on for another three seconds because you know, well, what's he going to do? That is a professional foul. That is no different than taking a kick chaser off the ball or um, tackling a bloke before he gets to the line where the ball is going to be scored. It's exactly the same thing. So if the NRL wants to actually, you know, step up and say, this is actually a crackdown with some substance. I don't think, and this is to answer your next part, I don't think the send-off thing, I don't think it will happen. I hear what you're saying. But the sin bin has to be like an option for not just one, but two, but maybe three or four times a game. But if they really want to make it work and make teams not, or make coaches not crucify them in the press afterwards, bring back the five-minute sin bin, Cocksmith. Bring it back because this is what I don't understand about the NRL. For years, the last 25 years, we've had just the 10-minute sin bin. They got rid of the five-minute bin in the 90s, was it, you reckon? Yeah, I think early 90s. Late 90s. We've made this many changes to the game, all right? We've brought in – we've changed the value of a field goal, okay, if it's kicked out from a certain thing. Why can we, can we not bring back the five-minute sin bin if you want to try and enforce something like this? Because if 10 minutes in the bin, too big an impact on the game. 
But five minutes in the bin for a flagrant six again, I'm all, I'm on board with that. And I think the players get the message. The coaches get the message. And the uh, NRL won't get as lambasted in the media because five is so much different to 10. PVL, if you want to change another thing, bring back the five-minute simbit. Do you think that some referees are... Do you think that there could be a reluctance from some referees to bin players from certain teams because of who's coaching them? Oh, yes, absolutely. If you, were, if you were a referee, who would you be most reluctant to... If you're one of those referees that is, that is persuaded, who would you be most reluctant? Would it be Ricky? Oh, no, 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 on the no, 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 no. Uh, Robbo, Bellamy. Um, Robbo, really? Yeah, Robbo yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like the type. No, no, Robbo, Robbo would get you square between the eyes. He'd hone in. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ruthless. I would have thought Bellamy. Absolutely ruthless. Bellamy, Absolutely ruthless. Bellamy will go ballistic in the box, but Ricky's on the sideline. Those eyes. Yeah, that, that I'm cold. sure at this stage yeah. of my career, if I've been a referee, I've copped it deluxe from Ricky plenty of times. So I'm probably used yeah. to it by now, given he's being on the sideline. It's the ones that sit calmly in front of the media after the game and just absolutely stick a crosshair on me and then ring up PVL and say, yeah, I don't like that bloke, get rid of him. Allegedly. Are you are you saying no. I mean, another are you saying that a that a coach has the power to oust a referee? The power to oust doust. Sorry. Just that was one of the greatest all time signs, wasn't it? Oust doust. <laughs> when, what I'm, what I'm inferring they... here is that um, a referee needs to be empowered, and I just don't think that he's going to be able to give away ten minute sin bins. Readily, given the length I'm of time has play on the fields. I, look, I don't think the five-minute thing is a bad idea. I think they should trial it um, and and see how it goes. Give it a trial period. We don't know what the trial period is. I, I just think we should, you know, the only thing that, that would worry me about it is that when the referee does pull the 10-minute out, then the coaches will go nuts. Why did he give him 10 for that? Why didn't he just give him five? What's What's the deal? Is he, is he on the take? What's going on? You know, I mean, they may not say it that blunt, bluntly, but, you know, there's certain certainly ways you can word things to make it sound like uh, there is some um, skullduggery going on. I just I just really feel that that's the... If you, if you want to try and get this crack down across the line, this is how you enforce it. The 10-minute sin bin is going to be still too big a detraction from the spectacle of the game, which will be the argument. Um, mm them to try and, and and handle this but yeah anyway that's that's it's as i said i think it's the aim here is to get it out through the media so it looks like they're on their side on the nrl side mm. um which is what they've tried to do and uh it's a matter of um have you seen weekend, have you yeah have you seen there's something about mary yeah you know the bit where they're talking about eight minute abs you heard of this thing the eight minute abs yeah, sure, 8-Minute Abs. Yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this. 7-Minute Abs. Right, yes. I Okay, all right. I see where you're going. Think about it. You walk into a video store, you see 8-Minute Abs sitting there. There's 7-Minute right. Abs right beside it. Which one right. are you going to pick, man? I'm, I would go for the seven. Yeah, I'd go for Bingo, the man, seven. bingo. Seven-minute abs. And we right. guarantee just to get a workout is the eight-minute, folk. You guarantee it? That's, how, do you, how do you do that? 
If you're not happy with the first seven minutes, we're gonna send you the extra minute free. See, that's it. That's our motto. That's where we're coming from. That's from A to B. And he's, he's got an idea, not eight minute abs, seven minute abs. So rather than a 10 minute sin bin, <laughs> five minute sin bin, get it done quicker. Uh, I, I don't know. I, this this is the option the NRL's got. You could you can you can change the rules. They've clearly shown that. So bring back Why five? five? Why not six? Why five? Why? Sorry. Oh no. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah. Beep. Um, okay. Uh, and as we wrap the show up, I hope you enjoyed that little uh, bonus segment. Um, there was a headline on Twitter this afternoon or this morning. Paul Crawley, he's already called it. Cocksmith, Sam Walker what, doing? Nathan Cleary is already at Alfie Langer versus Ricky Stewart proportions. No, wrong. I love Crawls. I used to work with Crawls, but he's wrong. Uh, I don't. I don't. Okay. Why are we so eager to crown kids after two games? The, you know what? That could be the case. In, mean anything to you, Cocksmith? It could be the case in three or four years uh, if they okay. both follow the trajectory that they're going. But right now, no, that, that's that's not on. Um, I, I think a more enthralling battle is is DCE and Cleary because I think they're the two best halfbacks in the comp and yeah. we're probably going to see both of them guys playing for, for Queensland and New South Wales this year. Um, so that's something to look forward to in, in origin mm. time, the battle of the half. Just, half I just back. think it's irresponsible. It's not like the kid... Was oh, no, it's irresponsible. Are you, are you? I think but it's he was phenomenal the other night. Early, but you know, just he's played four games of first grade. Mm, just mm. calm the farm. Mm. And I think it's a bit disrespectful to the old Langer and Stewart story. Anyway, you think about that. That was a like that was incredible watching those two go at it for as many years as they did. Um, the incredible thing for me as a New South Wales fan was that Langer had the wood on him so often. In the you know, get, to get in the Australian team, not not at state level. Mm. Yeah, but to get to the Australian team, which is really the ultimate reward. Yeah, but New South Wales dominated uh, the uh, the clashes between the teams when Stewart was there and Langer was in Queensland 7. Are you inferring that Langer may have had the inside running every year over Stewart? Uh, uh, Bobby Fulton loved him and he loved Stewart, but he loved Langer more. And then if you follow the trajectory, got to the Ashes series and what happened? Langer... Like the day. Langer was, yeah, but he also he also nearly screwed the day by throwing an intercept pass. Yeah, uh, Langer yeah, was probably more of a lovable bloke, you oh. know, like he was probably more of a likable kind of larrikin. Lovely Both year. phenomenal footballers and oh. players that just, you know, they ran the show when they were out there. It was mm. like, let's even on the Nathan Cleary element, let's just see a few more years before we start putting him up into that category let alone Sam Walker after four first grade games or five first grade I, I, games. I've got to be honest with you. I don't think Cleary's that far away. I like him. I, don't, I like him a lot. I don't think he's there yet. I don't think he's there yet, but I don't think he's that far away. He's got to, he's got to get a lot more on the board um, to enter that. that that Just the, the weight of their accomplishments, I guess, is is the big thing for me. Um, I, I think once he's played 100 NRL games, it's time to start. And I can't be too far away. Wouldn't be too far away. He must be in the 80s or 90s. You, you've got regularly projected in. No, I don't have it open today. It's, the computer is on, no. but I don't have it open today. I'll look it up. Um, but anyway. Quickly, as we wrap up the show, tips for round number nine, buddy. People get to this stage of the podcast. Yep. Be like, okay. Are you going to get this thing out this afternoon or what? No. 
Um, Storm versus Rabbitohs. This is at uh, Homebush tonight. No Adam Reynolds. Storm. Storm. Yep. I'm with you there. Panthers and Sharks. I won't even ask you. Mm-hmm. Go Cronulla. Yeah, says R. Uh, Cocksmith. Um, yes, Panthers are both of us. Uh, Eels and Roosters. Interesting. Should be a good game. Actually, should be a really good game. And I'll be at that game. The first three that you've mentioned, I'll be at. Um, Eels, Roosters. I'm going to say Eels. Okay. Uh, I'm with you. I think this game a little bit stronger at the moment. Um, at Bankwest, I think, might be a bit different. Yep. Uh, Raiders, Knights. This is in uh, Wagga Wagga. Good to see the game out there. It's two game, two weeks in a row of a country game. Mm. Yep. What are you thinking? Which is good to see. Jeez, uh, the Raiders need to win. So do the Knights. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Ricky will get them up. I'm gonna say Raiders in the yeah, country. Pa- Papali back is a massive in for them. Papali'i. Uh, Papali'i, sorry. Uh, Tigers and Titans. Uh, this is at Campbelltown. I don't know who to pick. The last game I remember, the last game I remember being at Campbelltown with Tigers and Titans, I think it was Jared Haynes' house. Now he's heading for the big house. Allegedly. I'm, I'm going to say it hasn't been revealed I'm gonna, yet. Titans? I'm going to say Tigers. Tigers. Turning of the tables. Titans. Review. Okay. Uh, all right. Another another game that's very hard to pick. Cowboys in Townsville versus the Broncos. Cowboys. At home, mate. They're pretty good at home. Broncos. Uh, Seagulls and Warriors. At Manly. Sunday afternoon. Another good game. Another good game. Uh, You know, I'm going to go a little bit of an upset. I think the Warriors might get them. Okay. I've got Manly. I just think they're they're older statesmen and the fact that Tommy seems to have um, held together with this heat tape for two weeks in a row, or three weeks in a row now, um, is going to get them home. And then a barn burner, Dragons and Bulldogs. Sunday afternoon football, Channel 9 doing tremendous with the uh, match of the day selections of late. Well, anything could happen, mate, but I'd have to say the Dragons. Yeah, I'm um, with you, Dragons to win that game. Although Dragons, three losses in a row after you declared them top four certainties. Well, that, what are they running? Sixth. Don't Sixth now, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that's the episode. 234 is done. I'm trying to turn this really quickly and get it to you this afternoon. You're at the game tonight. Is that right? I am, yeah. Um, now, are you expecting a heavy track at Stadium Australia, mate? I am, mate. I'm looking outside in my, my my pool at the moment and it's raining, but it's also in the last uh, four or five hours, it's come up a couple of inches. So uh, it's rained a lot here. And I think probably over near Parramatta, it's rained a lot too. So In Crow's Nest, it has rained a lot as well. Mm. So, uh, yep, I'll head out into the rain this afternoon. You'll be working, I'll be having a run. Um, let's see who does more caves today, eh? Get the get the dominator out, mate. Dominator. It's normally about four or five k's a game. Okay, okay. So we'll, we'll, compa- we'll compare notes at the end of uh, the evening. Uh, that's the episode two, three, four done. Rob Cox over there, Rod Nicholson here, and uh, I'll leave it to you, my friend. Do you want a drink of Pepsi? Not the show. It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation, and. We need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Not the show. Pepsi.